This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hey there, welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. My guest today is Hunter Louder. Hunter is the co-owner of Tortoise and the Bear, a business strategy, operations, and mindset coaching company that supports visionaries in bringing their wild and crazy dreams to life. Coupling her past business experience as CEO of a multi-million dollar company with mindful coaching approaches, Hunter helps service-based business owners create and prioritize a strategic plan to grow their impact and move their business forward in a sustainable way. After suffering severe burnout as a CEO, Hunter is passionate about building a business in alignment with her values, which is in large part what sparked today's topic around recognizing the difference between fear and intuition. Now, as business owners, we're constantly stretching ourselves, but sometimes it's hard to decipher when something is just scary because it's new or unknown versus when it's our gut putting up warning signs. So let's go ask Hunter how she recognizes the difference between fear and intuition as she grows both personally and professionally. Hey, Hunter, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to actually chat with you in person. I know. I know. Before we pressed record, we were talking about the fact that like we've known each other in the online space for quite a while now, but haven't really gotten to connect in this way or really anyway, like in person, you know, quote unquote before. So this is really exciting. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Of course. So my name is Hunter Louder, and I am the owner of a company called Tortoise and the Bear with my husband. And I am a sales and visibility expert who helps online entrepreneurs or brick and mortar entrepreneurs who are starting their own business and passion project and basically helping them build a sales and visibility strategy based on their personality assessments like Myers-Briggs, Colby A, Enneagram, astrology, human design, et cetera. Uh, I love that you aren't just leaning into just one personality assessment that you're using a whole bunch of different ones. Because a lot of times um, for one of my programs for Agency Thrive Men, when people are hiring or even when we're hiring for the Launch Guild, I suggest at least two. And usually those are Colby A and Strength Finders. And the reason is it feels like it's testing different things. And so you can kind of see different parts of people's personalities differently. Do you find that also? Absolutely. And especially with building an agency, you're trying to fit all these puzzle pieces together as to who's good at this, who's good at this, what am I missing? What is the owner trying to probably fill the holes in their uh, you know, abilities and personality as well? And so it kind of gives you this overall image of the person like in a really quick way. So it's like, yeah. do they fit or do they not? Or where do I need to support them or where do I need to fill in? Yeah, absolutely. And the support piece is so huge because I found that the more I lean into using those types of things, like I said, especially like Colby A and Strength Finders, the less I I take things personally when I'm just like, 
why are they sending me really long emails or why are they asking me a million questions or any of those things? I'm like, oh, it's just because they're like an Enneagram six or they're a high fact finder, you know, whatever the case may be. And so it makes me a better leader because I'm able to better support them. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I love the idea of being able to actually understand people better and give them what they need as opposed to like, why are you doing this? You're not working the way I want you to work, especially as an owner. Cause a lot of times you're like, wanting these people to support you and help you and move you forward. And there could be frustrations there when different methods, you know, kind of conflict. So yeah. approaching from the perspective of like, oh, this is how you're built and that's great. And I honor that. And can you also you know, make this adjustment and this shift to work a little bit more this way or in, in this kind of way so that we can work better together? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a great bridge for what we're talking about today, which is the recognizing the difference between fear and intuition as you're growing both personally and professionally. And I think that some of these, if not all of these personality tests can go into helping you kind of recognize what your natural, maybe like stopping points are, or your natural, I'm going to call them triggers, but you know, the things that, that can make you stop and make you stay small or, and, and not grow as, as much as you want to. So I'd love to know, can you quickly define for us the difference that you feel between like what, what you mean when you say intuition, especially versus fear? Of course. And I think it, especially with women, like this is a huge topic because I think we're in this modern world and this kind of male driven professional world, we're very much disconnected from our intuition. You know, it's not, you can't go into a meeting and be like, my intuition told me that we should do this marketing plan. Everybody's gonna look at you like you're a witch, you know, or something. Right. <laughs> so it's like, how do you connect with this intuition, which everyone has, but I think women are especially even more connected to it and learn to recognize what is my either body, mind, you know, source telling me to move forward with versus what is maybe a fear or a belief or a scarcity mindset or something like that Mm -hmm. that's keeping me from it. So my story is that I used to be in the luxury wedding industry for over a decade. So I ran a wedding event venue. I did like a hundred weddings every year, like super high energy, like nights, weekends, like craziness. And I loved it for a really long time and worked my way up to a CEO position of this multi seven figure company, at which point I promptly like burned out Completely. And so I was like in this fight and flight mode constantly where I was very afraid and like this like kind of fear response would just like come up like, oh, this is scary. Oh, that's scary. There's an animal coming after me. Run, you know, go mm-hmm. to the woods. And so it really took me a while to kind of like lean into that and be like, okay, okay, what is fear? Which is my body trying to protect me, my mind trying to protect me. And it may be right or it may be wrong. You know, fear is not always right. And what's intuition, which is always right and always in your best interest. And so it just took me a while to kind of sit with them and feel them. I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, you're a gut person. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. you feel it like in your gut, but some people feel it in their brain, like that light bulb moment, like literally like an illumination of like an idea, like you're in the shower or you're driving, like that's usually intuition. Whereas fear is more of like this dark, like pressure uh, like a small child being afraid, but you don't really know yeah. why. And so what I've found is like when that feeling comes up and wh- wherever it is, whether it's your gut, your head, uh, you get goosebumps, whatever your feeling is, just like sit with it. Cause a lot of times I think we ignore them and we're just like, nope, I'm going to do it anyway. Or I'm burning down my entire business because I'm afraid, you know? So instead of like <laughs> those rash, you know, polarizing decisions, what I've been doing is like sitting with it and like, okay, is this fear in the sense of, I think something bad's going to happen. Uh, something's going to happen to my family. Like it's not going to go well. I'm going to fail. Like all these negative thoughts are coming up. That's fear. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's like, 
this is new and it's scary and I'm uncertain and I'm uh, excited, but like not really sure what's going to happen. That's typically intuition because it's like more of a positive, let's see, versus like when you already feel the negative, that's fear. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I love that definition of it. And as you were talking, I was thinking of like, what are some places recently when I've been feeling that? And one of Mm -hmm. the most recent ones, you and I were just talking about the fact that I I think everybody at this point knows that Scott and I are building a house, right? Right. Hopefully by the time this airs, we will be living in our house. (laughs) But we had a couple moments where we thought we might have to walk away from the entire deal. And this was after we had picked like every tile, every floor, every paint color, you know, like invested a lot of not just money, but like ourselves into it. And so we had one night specifically where there was this like pivot point where we really had to make a decision. And we sat down and we said, okay, what are our fears? What, what are we afraid that's going to happen? Let's talk about worst case scenario. Like what could the worst case scenario be? And then once we kind of talked through that and named and called out our fears, like, out loud, then we were able to be like, okay, but what do we want to do going forward? Mm -hmm. You know? And then the excitement came of like, even though we have all of these fears, we still want to step out and keep going in this, you know? And so when you were talking about like that intuition feeling really positive, that's how it, that's exactly how it felt. Mm -hmm. It felt like there was all of this heaviness and there was all like all of these things that were definite possibilities and very real. But at the same time, our intuition was telling us like, keep going. It's going to be okay. Like we got this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great exercise you just reminded me of that you can do when those things pop up. Um, mm-hmm. So if like, you're just getting used to it, you're not really sure, is it fear or intuition? And sometimes maybe you don't even know what your body or your mind is saying to you. It's like you just said, what do I want? Mm-hmm. You know, what what would happen or how would I feel if I don't get what I want? You know, and then you can go a little bit of, uh, let's see if I can see this online. What would not happen if I don't do this? Yeah. And what would happen if I don't do this? So it's kind of like, looking at from all these different perspectives of here's what I want. How would I feel if I don't get what I want? What wouldn't happen if I don't get what I want? So you're almost like, okay. And it's pros and cons, you know, is okay. Can I walk away from this? And the stress is all over and yeah, I lost money and time and everything else. Does that solve the problem? Or am I still going to be having no place to live? And it's like, what am I trying to accomplish here? Yeah. Yeah. So what about in business? Because I know like a lot of our listeners are, in operations are high fact finders. And what I found is that a lot of time that high fact finding, while it helps us in operations and makes us really great at our jobs, it also is the thing that holds us back a lot of times mm-hmm. because we're constantly going like, but what if, but I have one more mm-hmm. question, but I need to know this in order to take a step forward. And we could define that as fear, right? It's not just like needing, because it's not a need to know more. It's a, well, if I know more, I can make a better informed decision and I won't make the wrong decision, right. the fear of making the wrong decision, right? So what would you say about like, how do we kind of work through that and lean more into intuition in that way? Absolutely. And what you're describing to me almost feels like perfectionism too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I need to know enough or everything before I can take the step forward. And I've even experienced that in my own business where I'm a you know certified director of operations. So I've got a huge amount of online business experience plus brick and mortar experience. And then when I decided to branch out of doing retainers and actually put like an offer out there into the world, uh, which I think is like the next step for a lot of online yeah. entrepreneurs, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm putting an offer out there into the world. I'm putting a baby out there. It's me, like all these judgments, all these ideas, like, can I do it? And so for someone like me, who is like a strategist and 
take people like DOOs and OBMs, uh, social media managers, marketing managers, people that are kind of more like the umbrella type of people. There is this thought of like, do I know enough? Yeah. Like, am I an expert? Like imposter syndrome comes up and all that kind of like, who am I to tell people what they should be doing with their business when I'm still learning what to do with my business. And so I think for that, it's always a matter of what you know is enough for what you're offering. Yeah. And you're never going to know everything. And even if you're an expert in Pinterest or you're an expert in LinkedIn, it changes every two weeks, you know, it it does. So like that idea that I need to know everything. I always tell people to change that to like, do you know enough to take a step forward? And so a lot of times, and that's why I do with my clients too, like this reverse engineering, they have these big goals. Here's my yearly goal. Here's my quarterly goal. And then they're like frozen because they have no idea how to get there. Mm-hmm. It's just like way too many steps to get to that goal for them. You know, like uh, I want to have $8,000 months on average. How do I get there? What do I do on Monday? What do I do on Tuesday? What do I do on Wednesday? So I always tell people to kind of back it up, take your goal, take your like big wish, your like thing that you're excited about, and then back it up. Like, what do you need to do every month? What do you need to do every week? What do you need to do every day? And then every day, take one step forward, one to three steps, because that's about all we can handle and just keep moving towards your goal. So it's like, check in with the fear, make sure that it's not intuition telling you to back off, you know, Mm -hmm. sit with it, like be with yourself. I think care about yourself. Like, Hey, I hear you. I hear that you're a little nervous about this. Let's, you know, kind of sit with it. Don't just try and like push through it and then take one step forward each day, whatever that best step is, whether it's um, finally putting your link tree together because, you know, you have your opt-in is my opt-in the best opt-in I could ever have. No. Do I want to do a different opt-in? Probably but this is your current opt-in. So yeah. just put it out there. And so it's almost like that concept of good enough mm-hmm. and uh, imperfect action. Like, is it perfect? No. Will it change? Probably. But if you just sit there and don't move forward, you're never going to move forward. Oh, hey there. Can I interrupt this amazing episode for just one second? I want you to listen up right now, especially if you've done it. You've built a successful and booming business, and now you're ready to take it to the next step and start or grow an agency. An agency model business can be a great way to increase your income and impact without adding more implementation work to your plate. But without the right support systems and team, it can definitely feel overwhelming and crash and burn. That's why I created the Agency Thrive Mind, a supportive group coaching program for agency owners. Imagine being in a supportive space where your fellow members and coaches get you, are rooting for you, and are there to help you during the ups and sometimes downs of building this new level of your success. Ready to hear more? I can't wait to share it. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all of the info. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Yeah, you absolutely have to take those first steps. And I think that clarity often comes with that imperfect action, right? If we're just waiting for, and we tell these this to our launch clients all the time who are like, well, the opt-in's not you know, perfect yet. I'm not ready to put it out into the world. And I'm like, well, if you don't put it out into the world, how do you know that it's not perfect? Yep. Like it could be perfect for those people who need it the most, right? And so, and if it's not perfect, then we put it out there and then people tell us, oh, this is what I gleaned from it that was helpful. This is what I'd love to see change. And then we make the changes, but we can't do that if it's just sitting on a shelf collecting dust basically. <laughs> and then it's in a vacuum because no one else has seen it. So you might think right. it's 
perfect or not perfect. And then it could get rave reviews Mm -hmm. or you might think it's perfect and you delayed six months to make it perfect. And then no one is buying it. So it's like, you have to get that feedback to a certain extent. It doesn't really matter what you think. It matters if your ideal client loves what you put out there and they're actually going to buy it. And it's funny you say, so I'm a high fact finder and a high quick start, which is like, really, oh yeah, it's a, it's a lot of chaos over here. (laughs) It's like constant research and constant action at the same time. And so with uh, my uh, manager at my old job used to tell me that it's better to fail quickly than to fail slowly. Yeah. And so I really took that to heart. There's a lot of business books about that too, where it's like, you know what? The businesses that succeed are the ones that take risks, like educated risks. Mm -hmm. And then if they fail, they regroup, they fail, they regroup versus like, I'm going to spend three years making this perfect plan. The plan could still fail. Like all our best intentions, you know, the economy, our clients, like software, whatever, it could still fail. So the idea is to actually like take imperfect action, take step forward, steps forward that are aligned and that feel good to you. Of course, don't just like push through it and, you know, keep going and then fail and then do it again and fail and do it again. And I know you and your business, all your programs, your agency, everything. I can guarantee you that is absolutely what you've done. I'm yeah. going to try. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to try. I'm going to fail. I'm going to look at failure too. I always talk about uh, redefining failure. It's not a failure. It's not like a forever. It's not a mark on your you know resume of life. It's a learning experience. And if you approach failure like a learning experience, it makes it so much less scary and so much less daunting than it is. Ah, thank you for that. Yeah. I'm thinking especially about like, I think I take calculated risks most of the time, especially around money in in my business. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm thinking about is like the first time we started having like a bigger budget for Facebook ads and not just doing like a hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month. I was really feeling this pull of like, we need to go big. Like we need to start investing like $10,000 a month in Facebook ads. And it was a time where it was like, well, we probably should take it out of like my business line of credit if we were to do that instead of like, you know, pulling from or like waiting to save or something like that. So it was a matter of, well, we could wait for like three months and save up the money or Mm -hmm. I could do this now. And I really felt this like push in that moment of, yes, I need to do this now, even though it's scary and I don't see the entire staircase on this, I need to do it now. And it was a calculated risk that definitely took off and made sense for us. But I think it's a matter of, I was going to say really listening to your gut, but or however you feel it in terms of like, sometimes you don't see the whole thing. And sometimes it's like, yeah, we, we got to fail forward. And if it hadn't worked out, it wasn't a matter of like, I wouldn't be able to pay my team or any of those things. Right. It was just a matter of like, yeah, I would have had like a $10,000 that I would have had to pay back, you know, on my line of credit. But at the same time, sometimes we just need to trust ourselves and listen to ourselves. No, it's very true. And I think in the online space, especially there's this idea that you have to make it before you can invest in your business, mm-hmm. which pretty much every other industry, it does not have that idea. Yeah. If you're going to start a coffee shop, you're going to go to the bank and get a loan. If you're going to uh, start a software company, you're going to have, you know, fundraising and startups and angel investors and all that kind of stuff. And those just disappear all the time. Like they don't yeah. even go anywhere. And so I think in the online space, because we're so bootstrapping it, you know, it's usually one person is where they start. And then whether they grow into a team or an agency or something like that just kind of depends. But we're so used to doing everything ourselves and having to know everything ourselves and like, oh, I'll do that when I make it. I'll do that when I make this amount of money. But that's actually kind of backwards. And I don't want to be in anybody's wallet by any means, because obviously right. you got to pay your bills. Everybody's got their own priorities and stories. But it's like when you get into business and you want to grow your business, growth requires time and money. Mm -hmm. And one of my big things too, is that time is not a renewable resource. 
you cannot get time back, but you can always get money back. Yeah. You know, so if you believe that you can always make more money, you can always bring in more clients, you can always reduce expenses, then you can start really thinking about growth from like a positive perspective, as opposed to like, this money is coming out of my account. You yeah. know, it's like I'm investing in myself and my business and my hopes and dreams. So a little bit of that mindset shift could be really helpful too. Yes. Oh, we are on the same way, same wavelength. <laughs> I absolutely love this conversation. Okay. So I know that you have a freebie for our listeners. Can you yes. tell us a little bit more about it? Absolutely. So I've got a little page of delight, kind of choose your own adventure. That's uh, tortoiseofthebear.com forward slash podcast. So I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but what I offer to podcast listeners is a free customer journey audit. So basically they go in, they let me know their personality results, what their customer journey looks like. And then I will record an audit for them, letting them know some areas where they can take really quick action um, and improve their process and hopefully improve their uh, leads and uh, sales conversions. That's amazing. And I love how customized that is that like you actually record the audit. That's amazing. (laughs) It's really fun. Yeah. So I get their personality (laughs) results and then I like and calculate it and go there. Awesome. And yes, we will have that on the show notes. So tashabooth.com forward slash podcast. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Where can we find you in the online space other than your website? Do you hang out on Instagram, Facebook? Where do you hang out? Yes. So um, we haven't talked about it, but as a Gemini, and I'm also a manifesting generator in human design, I'm pretty much one of those like multi-passionate, like I love dabbling a little bit in everything. So my favorite place to hang out are on Instagram, which is uh, tortoise and the bear. And then I'm also on TikTok as a tortoise and the bear as well. And you can maybe catch my flawless dance moves if you uh, hop on there. Love it. (laughs) I don't don't think I'm following you on TikTok, but I am going to start today. Oh yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Hunter. I've really appreciated this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Tasha. There are three things I know a lot about launching, growing agency and musical theater. If you're starting or growing a done for you service agency, then I definitely want you to check out the agency thrive mind. This is the program for done for you service agency owners looking for support and accountability inside of thrive mind. You'll have access to both one-on-one and group coaching, a smaller accountability pod cheering you on a resource library full of templates and trainings, monthly group mindset coaching, guest expert trainings, and so much more. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all the details. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Until next time, remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward because you are doing a great job.